do Ask Logical. Today I'm talking to Greg Hughes, superintendent of the Khartoum American School, which is one of many international schools for expats who want their children to have a quality education while working in another country. Greg is an old mate. We went to university originally uh, together, uh, both learning how to teach. Um, I went off in my direction, which many of you know about, and he then followed his particular direction. So Greg, can you tell me just a little bit about your career? Well, it's definitely been a, an interesting career, Darren. As you know, I've, I've moved around the world quite a bit. But I, I started a long time ago as a teacher back in Australia. I, I worked a little bit in the outback. And then I spent six years in the, in the western suburbs of Sydney. And then, um, for some reason or other, I decided to give international teaching a try. And so what I did then was I, I looked up uh, a few resources and, and I finally got myself a job in Istanbul. And to be honest with you, Darren, there was no turning back. It was a wonderful career move. It was a good chance to see the world. And so I started working in Turkey, which I love very dearly. It was a very nice country. It was a nice place to live. And I stayed there for four years. And then after I worked for four years in Turkey, I then, then uh, decided to change countries. I, I moved to Oman, which is in the Middle East, as you know. From there, I had a couple of uh, years in Sri Lanka, which was exciting at the Overseas School of Colombo, and then uh, my African adventure began. I then moved to different countries in Africa where I worked as a PE teacher, I worked as the principal of a school, I then worked as the director of a school, and eventually I was, I was uh, appointed as the superintendent of Khartoum American School. In Africa I worked initially in Mali, which was a fantastic country on the west coast of Africa. Well actually it's not on the coast, it's a bit inland, but it was a wonderful wonderful little uh, adventure, lots of, uh, lots of history, lots of culture, it was a fantastic place to live. From there we went down to Zambia, which again was very different but a, a unique and wonderful part of the world. And then from there we moved to the Democratic Republic of Congo, which was exciting. It was a, it was a wonderful opportunity for our family as well. And then I've only just recently finished a stint in uh, Guinea-Conakry which again was exciting and I think that's what appeals to a lot of people who teach and work overseas is the excitement. And so now I'm heading off to Sudan where I'm going to be taking up the post of superintendent as I said. So it's been definitely a, a long career and hopefully I've got a few more stops left in me yet, Darren. Okay. So um, specifically what does a superintendent do? Obviously you, know, you, you don't teach anymore, so... No, that's correct. I mean the superintendent I guess would best equate to a headmaster back in Australia. I have a couple of principals who do a lot of the work in terms of the academics and the superintendent is more in charge of overseeing the whole school. So everything from maintenance right through to, to dealing with uh, issues with children, welfare issues, discipline issues, etc. But also just making sure that it, the school runs smoothly and that every facet is going the way it should be. In international schools in particular we have our own different set of challenges and in particular we have to sort out visas and we have to sort out apartments for our staff and so there's a lot of peripheral things that are actually take up the, the time of a superintendent but I guess in, in essence I, I, I'm, I'm accountable to the school board the school board hired me they're the ones who who check that I'm doing a good job at running the school and and basically my job is is very diverse in that I've got quite a lot of things that are on my plate that I've got to deal with uh, one of the big jobs or one of the big challenges for a superintendent working overseas is actually recruiting and getting good quality staff, people who want to be there, people who are, who are dedicated to the children and people who are flexible 
are all the, the qualities we look for in, in teachers who we recruit. And obviously being a, a Middle Eastern slash African country, we get great teachers in, but we, we have difficulty holding on to them. And uh, I think the challenge is with the continual turnover, it's, uh, it's, it's good to continually be getting different but still solid teachers to come and work with the children. So specifically for anyone who wants to um, pursue a career in international schools, how do you get into the job? What's the recruitment process, like interviews and that sort of thing, but how do you actually apply? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, let me just say, if, if somebody is thinking about coming into international education, I would, I would endorse it wholeheartedly. I think it would be the best career move they've ever made. When you move into international education, not only do you get to see different parts of the world, but you also get to, to work in different educational systems. And at the same time, you, you're working with some really fine colleagues, fine institutions. But more importantly, the children are just lovely. I think uh, for me, having worked in Australia and then worked overseas, you know, I think that when you get a group of children who have travelled the world, they understand what what education is going to do for them in the future and they really respect and uh, are looking forward to their days of school. I think that that's one of the things that stood out to me when I first started working overseas. But getting back to your question, I mean, how do you recruit, how do you get involved? There's many different ways. Most people go through recruitment agencies. There's several very good recruitment agencies out there. Uh, Search Associates is a very good um, agency, as is International School Services. Even here in Australia, we have a gentleman who, who runs a company called Triost, and they're also a fantastic uh, entry point into, into meeting international schools and, and getting yourself a position. I think uh, what I spend a lot of time doing is, is vetting potential candidates who just write me directly. They ask me if there's any vacancies and then from that point forward I'll try and ask them to attend one of these recruitment fairs and we can set up some interviews. But it's varied. I mean, for my career I think I've used three or four different agencies and in some instances I've just contacted the school on, by my own volition. And I think the most important thing is you've got to be keen, you've got to be eager and you've got to be proactive in actually searching out these positions. The recruitment fairs, are, they're held in, in different parts around the world. Next year I think I'll be flying to Cambridge in the, in the United States as well as uh, possibly Bethesda. Uh, there's a few different ones we go to and ideally if we can match the needs of our school with, with the needs of the teachers out there, I think that's the, that's the goal of every international school is to find yourself a good match between who would fit into your school and who would, um, who would do a fantastic job meeting your needs as well. So the basic requirement would be the um, uh, Bachelor of Education just like um, the school system here? or Yeah, without question. I think one of the things we look for is obviously a quality teacher, somebody who would be able to um, teach the job. That would obviously be the first, uh, the first criteria. But as well, there's other things that we look at as well. If you're in a very small community, you need somebody who's going to fit into that community. You also need people who are a little bit flexible. Flexibility is something that, um, that all international schools need. If somebody comes over to, to an international school expecting it to be just like Australia, they're going, to be, they're going to be in for a little bit of a shock. And I think once they come over with that sort of mentality, they're obviously going to be disappointed because no place in, us, in the world is like Australia. If people would like everything to be like Australia, my advice to them is to stay in Australia.
But if you are, are looking for something different and you're prepared to go out there and, and, and be flexible, I'm sure that there's plenty of opportunities for you out there. I think Australian teachers in particular are very, very sought after in international schools simply because they are very flexible. Uh, I think Australian teachers, Australians in general, have a very good laid-back attitude and that demeanour suits people in international schools. This is Greg Hughes. I hope you're enjoying uh, listening to this small interview. This is the first part of a three-part series. If you are looking forward to the second part, I'm sure it will be on air in the next two weeks.